Oh yeah, welcome gamers, pee pee poo poo. Uh, welcome to Ender Kissinger's Pokemon Going to Die. Um, it's not a threat. That's nothing. Just not a, a threat. Fact. Just sorry a fact. that I said. So, and sorry, sorry that I said pee pee poo poo. No, you're not. Uh, uh, I'm a little bit sorry. <laughs> uh, uh, I, I, I'm, uh, <laughs> I, I'm Sarah, aka Leonardo Needy Vinky. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm Matt, aka the Chad High Speed Rail versus the Virgin Hyperloop. More like the Virgin Hyperpoop, thanks. Nice. I'm Val Flight Cub, aka the Grand Budapest Total Landscaping. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> oh god, the fucking the fucking Four Seasons Total Landscaping is such a stupid fucking thing that. Ha- I feel I like it's just between, been it's been talked to the point where it's just, it's not even funny if we mention it at this point. Between a sex shop and a crematorium. That is pretty good, though. Yeah, I really like Val the Are way your nickname, the the way your nickname dovetails with the um, the Borat Club canon that Wes Anderson is the secret director of Borat, um, <laughs> just so we can really really fold Borat into our election year even more than we already um, mm-hmm. have by virtue of there being a second Borat movie now. Hell yeah. The- uh, I believe you mean a subsequent movie film. Yes, yeah, sorry, Borat, a subsequent man. movie film of Borat. I'm sorry for this uh, this discretion that I have foisted upon Sasha Baron Cohen in my disrespect to his movie film. So jo- w- uh, the election's over. We did it. Uh, fascism is dead. We won, and uh, brunch time, baby. Brunch time. It's time to go back to brunch. Time to not give a shit about politics anymore. We did it. Y'all ready for brunch? (laughs) Here's the thing. It turns out that we actually did end COVID also. It's just done. Politics is one question and we answered it and now we're done. The question is who should be president? We answered it with Joe Biden and now it's done. Yeah. We did answer the question with Joe Biden. uh, But the question was... We did answer the question. Yeah. The the, the question, in fact, was... um, who has soup for brains. And uh, unfortunately, that was still the answer. It was Joe Biden. Sometimes one answer can serve as two questions. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. yeah. You ever think about the fact that Donald Trump took a a dementia test and then um, bragged about the fact that he did so well on it? Yeah. Even though he, like, definitely didn't remember the things in order because there's no other reason that they would have said, oh, it's extra points if you get it in order, but it's fine if you don't. Right. Anyway, it's fine. Uh Unfortunately, I have a I have a pop top beer today, so I couldn't make a, a cool sound when I opened it. That's unfortunate. It doesn't I'm make a little you right now. It was very quiet. We'll see if it gets picked up. I'll I'll base boost it in the edit. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you. Uh. So yeah, we we have our our <laughs> our oldest president elect ever. Mm-hmm. You really do love that. I thought I really thought that uh, that Reagan might have beaten that, but no, he is older than Reagan was. Mm. It's incredible. Really, really do love it. Um, and yeah, we we haven't really been recording all that much lately because the election clearly just burnt all our brains out at the sockets. Yeah, like absolutely. we were I, all I, just catatonic functionally for yeah, three weeks. I, um, I am wearing sweatpants that say "bottom text" on the ass right now, and this is me in a state yeah. of recovery from that point even, where I was just in the, my you're underwear. Not even in the states, those are an yeah. amazing pair of pants. Yeah, this is my this is me recovering. Um, from the depths of the election hell that we were all in. Um, I mean, yeah, not, it, it, not it, like it, we it haven't says, been dealing it with says here own- you took. It says here you took two years to stew in your sweatpants. Yes, yeah, yeah. For my agonies. <laughs> it's for my <laughs> agonies, of course. Um, God, imagine the imagine the stew you would cook up uh, inside your sweatpants if you just wore them for two straight years. Don't want to hmm. think about no, that. No, thank you. 
No, thank you. Not, I'm not talking about like pee pee poo poo stew. Just to be clear. Oh yeah. Like, there's yeah, but like, you're talking about butt sweat smell. stew. The butt sweat. The farts. The butt sweat. <laughs> you would literally just tear a hole in the ass of them by the time you were done. Absolutely. Yeah. You're allowed to take. You're allowed to take them off to uh, to pee pee poo poo. You can take them off to uh, shower. Mm-hmm. No, no, you, can you take can't them take them off underwear. to shower explicitly. You can they take have, them off the shower to once a week. Okay. Anyway, we're all doing uh, really well, if you can't tell. Yeah, we're really just loving it. The fact that uh, the election happened and uh, Joey B won by... He won a lot of states. Mm-hmm. Yay! Woo! He won the popular vote and also the electoral vote, which is the one that matters. Yeah. Because the... The Democrats, the Democrats won the won by three million popular votes, but lost the electoral college and just said and just threw their hat on the ground and said "drat." And then they decided there's nothing to be done about this. Right? Yeah. And now, now the margin was increased to to four million, and that was enough for the electoral college to work. Yeah, but it's entirely it's entirely possible that that does not work because the Republicans are refusing to acknowledge his victory, including people like Mitch McConnell and what's his ass, the guy in the the fucking the fucking Warhawk, whose name I can't bother to John remember, Bolton? who was like, we will have a... John Bolton? That? I don't think it was John okay. Bolton. Dan um, Crenshaw? <laughs> no, it wasn't Dan Crenshaw. I don't remember. He, it was some dumb... It was some piece of shit who was like, we will... If Trump is the winner, we will secure a su- successful transfer of power to a second Trump administration. Oh, right, 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 right. I know who you're talking about, but, like, the name's not something to me. Um, I just... I, I just can't care anymore. It's like... The the, the whole thing with the, with the Republicans uh, pushing... The uh, this is basically like, you know, the classic Republican strategy of challenge and sue for everything, Mm -hmm. which is like it's as much a Republican strategy as it is just the way Donald Trump has operated his entire life. Mm -hmm. Um, Which, by the way, they're over 12. I don't think they think they can win. No, but I think they think they can fundraise off of it, um, which is a large part of where the donations to Trump's uh, secure the vote campaign are going is like 60% of it is going to finance his campaign debt. Oh. Which is very funny. Just like a double grift. Speaking of double grift, uh, the Lincoln Project, which was mm. a, uh, a a project born of mo- slightly moderate Republicans, but like, you know, all still like Bush era war hawk, like real just horrible, horrible people. They're they're Republicans. They're not even yes. centrist Dems. Um, they're they're Republicans. Right, right. I, I, I meant like they were mod they were moderate Republicans. Mm-hmm. In and that that was like very heavy air quotes that I'm sure you could hear even though you could not see them. Yes. Yes. Um, the oh, vote God. of Republicans for president, like people who are registered Republican voting for Donald Trump as president, um, actually increased 3% from 90 mm. to 93. Uh, the wow, Lincoln project idea. raised over $60 million. So, and so you're telling me that you're telling me that epic rap battles of history Ronald Reagan Reagan. versus Donald Trump did not, did not, uh, did not do anything. No, it Trump's- actually inspired more people to vote for Donald Trump. And uh, Damn, yeah, so-, so like two thirds of their money ended up just going into like political firms that were literally just operated by the people who run the project. Yeah, so like they're just own- putting the money right back in their own pockets, their own little pockets. And they've literally said that they are going to use their funds for like, you know, 2022 races for Republicans. Mm-hmm. Freaking just like sweet the hugest Lois. grift of all, yeah, freaking sweet Lois. It's a, return just like, to, a return to the republicanism of the of the seventies. The one that said what the fu- the one that said AIDS. What is that? Some what is that? Gay? Ha ha ha! Now ignoring that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, basically. Um, yeah, it's a, it's 
the it's classic great. respectable Republican. And yeah, so the the way the election went is more or less Joe Biden squeaked out a narrow electoral college victory, which is still being contested in Georgia, being contested in Michigan, being contested in Arizona. The latter two of those don't really have a case. Like they're contesting such a small number of ballots that it's all but insured that the electoral victory of Joe Biden in those states is assured. Georgia is within the recount threshold of 0.5%. So like that was going to go to a recount anyway, and also hasn't actually been called yet. Um, But a lot Mm. of like weirdo right wingers are like really, really insisting that Arizona not be called yet, despite the fact that it's like very blowout. Yeah. Well, it's not entirely a blowout. Um, I was looking on this. uh, There's a person who does this uh, aggregating of, they do an aggregate of like uh, of election counting and then say like in each batch of new ballots that comes out how many were which candidate by percentage does and the percentage fir- does this does this refer- does this person have a fursona that's a fox with glasses and it's not Nate hot- Silver it was it's just like a, a blank like basically nameless uh, GitHub page which is why I liked it and which is why it is where I looked at all my election results so I didn't have to see like other headlines all over the page. Um, and it was basically like the percentage of ballots that Trump is getting is like in the in like the 60 odd percent range for for Arizona right now. So like like above half, but he would need like 70 percent. So he's not like in a completely unattainable range. Whereas you look at like, say, Alaska before they called it and it said that Biden would have needed something like 2000 percent of the remaining ballots. <laughs> So, you know, when you get to that point, that's when you can just call a state. (laughs) Yeah. I would also like to um, shout out the Navajo Nation for having a historic level, I believe, of um, voter turnout in general. Let's go. But uh, they had a 97% turnout for Biden. So thank you for winning Arizona for us. Apache, Navajo, and Coconi, no... There was a whole, I remember there was this whole thing around uh, the 2008 election that a lot of people in the Navajo Nation were compelled to vote for John McCain because he did like, he did some nominal things as a, as a, uh, as a politician in Arizona to support uh, tribal lands. Mm-hmm. I don't remember exactly what they were, but you know that he did stuff for hmm. them. But a lot of them decided to not vote for him anyway because they were voting for the country and not just for themselves. Amazing. And like, I feel like like that was that was two thousand and fucking eight. That was twelve years ago. And yep. now it now and people people do? are acting we like said, the, we we said Keystone Triple XL baby. Well, yeah, people people act like the Navajo Nation just came out of nowhere to do this as mm-hmm. if they haven't been like incredibly involved the whole time. It's like yeah. And yeah, like the 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 biggest thing that helped swing like the most important parts of this election, which were like uh, Pennsylvania, Michigan, Georgia, and Arizona. Funny how it can come down to like basically just four states, but you know, mm-hmm. nevertheless, <laughs> so we're just like huge get out the vote efforts yeah. run primarily by. I mean, Stacey Abrams has been working at this for half a decade since she lost. I mean, <laughs> well, also yeah. especially since, since she, she lost. lost, but also she like the five years lost. leading up to her ever running. Mm-hmm. That was what she was yeah, doing. No, she, before she did great work there. Yeah, and yeah, no, that that kind of brings into a different part of the uh, the electoral conversation, which is how progressives fared in this election and how progressives are being treated after mm. the election, which yeah, I feel like this is very much um, a thing that happens every time, but is annoying anyway. Yes. 
Let's talk about down ballot votes. Like Joe Biden was absolutely (laughs) Joe Biden was absolutely disastrous for down ballot voting here. And like the only thing that like the thing that motivated people to get out to get out there and like the, the an overwhelming amount of people were like progressives were progressives won their races by a lot. No progressives lost except for seats. Sh- yeah, extremely. And I think it was like out of people who supported the Green New Deal, every single one of them was reelected, even in swing districts. And out of people who supported defunding the police, I think there was one person who lost. The DSA. Out of, like, the whole docket. And I think the DSA endorsed, tw- like, 26 of the people that the DSA endorsed were... Out of 30. Out of 30. Yeah. Yeah, yeah all one, which is, like... Ob- obviously, we all we have our qu- we have our qualms with the DSA, but, right. you know... Well, yeah, it's like, an indicator. I, have, I have my qualms with Bernie. I have my qualms with AOC. Like, we, we kind of right, have to... Totally. When we're dealing with electoral politics, you kind of have to take something somewhere you have to you have to suck it up you kind of have to suck it up a little but the bit thing, but the thing is i have to suck it up a lot less to vote for a dsa supported candidate than i do have to suck it up to vote for joe fucking right biden. joe fucking biden well see i'm i'm proud to say that i did not vote for joe biden um <laughs> because i am not legally allowed to do so but that is not why Matt, i did what the it. Fuck? you could have nailed if I wanted if it was bernie sanders i would have committed voter fraud to submit a vote for bernie sanders <laughs> Uh, but for can, Joe Biden, no fucking way. No way in hell just, is that happening. Do you ever just think about how literally anyone else who was in the pro- who was in the running for the primary would have been a better candidate than Joe would have been? Literally, um, the only person well, I think eh, who might have been not. worse is Stayer, uh, and, Stayer and De Blasio would probably have been worse. Yeah, but. exactly. Any of the billionaires would have been worse. And like right. Pete, I feel like is worse in so many ways. Oh, yeah. But is he, way I, too I, focused. I, he's way too focused on optics to be as bad as Joe Biden. Well, but Joe... Because, like, right. he would never fucking tell someone to not vote for him. Which is what Joe Biden did, like, eight times. Joe can win over voters, like, in Florida. You know? that's a, he, he can he can appeal to people that, um, in the end, didn't end up voting for him. Well, yeah. Like, it's, it's great he, how the, the Democrats are focused, like... With fucking like Anna Navarro Cardenas on their on their staff mm-hmm. um, to go after only conservative Cubans and Nicaragu- Nicaraguans and literally no other Latino demographic, <laughs> and then just like you know casually ignore the fact that in addition to the Navajo Nation, Latino turnout is what won them Arizona. Mm-hmm. That sounds very. Like, never correct. mind all of that. <laughs> uh, but but in, John Casey aftermath though. of all this. In, yeah, in the aftermath of all this, we're seeing a, an even further move toward the center because, like, people are not even to the got, center, to the right, straight up, to the to right, the yeah, right, to the right, to the right, where it's like, to the right. like, don't mention, don't fucking mention, defund the police, don't mention Medicare for all. Like, so, I don't, I don't remember who the fuck it was, but some one of the one of the centrist Democrats was like, I nearly lost a race because of an attack ad because I once said defund the police, so never say it again. God. Right, like, and then, like, never mind that that person, ex- I, I, I don't remember exactly who they were, but they explicitly were against Medicare for All and had taken a bunch of healthcare money. <laughs> no, it's probably the other thing. Like, it's extremely funny how candidates can just, like, decide to be Medicare for, uh, against Medicare for All in the midst of a global pandemic where we had two, where we had 200,000 new cases in the, uh, how? the other day, which we fucking love to hear. How is the optics like, not that number horrible is for that? Uh, I, like, it's like because, Canada? Because uh, if you like your healthcare plan, you can keep it. But I don't like my healthcare no. plan. Well. Nobody does. Pee-pee-poo-poo. But you can keep it. Nobody nobody likes it. Yeah, it's it's 
just it's really just wonderful how they can like blame the down ballot massacre on progressives when you go the progressive policies were winning people who are running as basically like parachuted in milk toast centrists were basically like their mom was a democratic party operative <laughs> so they are allowed to continue to be in politics mm-hmm. Like they're basically all Joe Kennedys, but without Kennedy clout. Right. Like they're all they're all operating under the same like level of entitlement that they're that they deserve to be in politics and that they deserve their seats, despite the fact that they just do nothing for their constituents. They just they spend all of their time fundraising for their campaigns that they lose. Like I, I'm, I always like it's it's always amazing to me when I see it's like this person lost their congressional seat and then won it again four years later. It's like why the fuck was the same person running? <laughs> Clearly they fucked something up. Oh yeah, we should mention Amy McGrath. Her race went. Amy the way McGrath you it lost would. by <laughs> lost by a double digit number of points uh-huh. after eighty million dollars was poured into her uh-huh. race. <laughs> yep, we we love to lose that. We love to lose that shit. And then people were like, "Well, we can still get Mitch McConnell out of being the Senate Majority Leader if the Republicans are no longer the Senate Majority. So please donate to these two runoff elections in Georgia." And then uh, some like Axios thing from. Hold on, I'm going to pull up the actual uh, tweet because it's so it's <laughs> it's from today. <laughs> yeah. It's it's uh it's not exactly on the level of uh Hillary hits the whip and Nene on uh on the Ellen show with uh, the emojis but we Right got- right he's at least discussing policy it's just that his policy fucking sucks yeah, ass. Yeah so so here we go. Georgia Senate candidate John Ossoff outlines to Margaret a uh Margaret Alev on Axios on HBO which policies he supports. Thumbs up. DC and Puerto Rican statehood. Thumbs down. Green New Deal, Medicare for all, defunding the police, abolishing ICE, expanding the Supreme Court. Thinking emoji, ending the filibuster. Like, I I, th- I think Demi uh, Demi Adjuibe put this the best way in his mm-hmm. retweet of this story, which is like, I want um I want there to be two new states, and I want them to be fucking miserable. Yeah, yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> like that's that's what that comes down to. And like, never mind the fact that like Puerto Rican statehood is like a very complicated issue within Puerto Rico, Mm -hmm. and that a lot of people don't want it because it's just a further step of colonialization. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, on the on the island of Puerto Rico, like they should definitely have more House representation, like allowing uh, being allowed to have like voting members of the House, and they could they should just get Senate seats without statehood. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like, like if, if, if we are going to if we are going to exercise this 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 colonial this colonial imperial grasp on Puerto Rico, they should be like at the very least they should be allowed to participate in our stupid fucking piece of shit electoral college <laughs> broken system. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, they yeah, and then like um, DC like voted like ninety five percent for Biden, like one of the most absurd margins anywhere in the country. Yeah, seeing that was seeing that was very uh seeing ninety five percent Biden Drake looking away emoji, seeing five percent for Trump Drake pointing emoji. I mean that's what or this Drake. whole election is, right? Really, yeah. I, I Although so I, I would replace Drake looking away and Drake pointing um with Robbie Rotten making a disgusted face and Robbie Rotten yes. pointing. I would I would I would also replace that. I just couldn't think of another thing. We, Drake is what <laughs> Drake came to me in the moment. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. We 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 do still stand Stefan Carl and do not support Drake. Mm-hmm. We are saluting you. We are saluting you beyond the grave, Mr. Yeah, Carl. Of course, as always. Um but yeah, the election. Election. Folks, you might want to call the number on the back of that Viagra because there's an election lasting more than four hours. Whoa! Thank Hey-o. you. Thanks, Brooks. Um, thank you, in. thank you, Brooks, for tweeting that once every four years, precisely. <laughs> um, I 
New York didn't have anything on like uh, uh, on like back of the ballot shit, which I found really like confusing because like like weed is to some extent decriminalized. Like just for example, like weed was like overwhelmingly voted yes in what Arizona and a couple of other states that I can't remember off the top of my head. So every and, like, state that had a ballot on marijuana voted to decriminalize. Yeah. And it's been decriminalized to some extent here, where it's like it's harder to get like there there are there's still mandatory minimums in New York, but like it's harder to get some it's harder to get someone on anything more than just like a fee, but the fees are pretty steep. But it's like why why are we not like and I know why it's because our governor is a it's because our governor is a Republican and our fucking everything is just right just further and further right wing leaning. But it's so frustrating when we have like like just we we. I don't know. I just, I look around and I see all these fucking, like, not quite weed shops around me. And I'm just yeah. like, it, it just feels like everyone is trying to get their foot in the door for when, for the, when the day actually comes. And they're like, Democrats, everyone loves to just jerk off small businesses. But like, these are small businesses that are going to be like, if, if they do not actually pull the trigger on legalizing weed, it's just like, these are, com- these are companies that have opened to get their foot in the door for day one when that happens. But if that day one never comes, then like, I don't know how sustainable just selling CBD and peripherals mm. are. It's a shame that Peripher- they, uh, they guillotined the right all word. small business owners in the town square. Do you mean paraphernalia? I do mean paraphernalia, no. thank you. Anyway, guillotine uh, small <laughs> business owners. I'll get back just, to this point later. <laughs> buying a fucking, buying the fucking Wii, Wii Motion Plus thing <laughs> for your bong. <laughs> to smoke weed out of. Exactly. Doing extreme, doing advanced motion controls for weed sports resorts. <laughs> Weed sports resort. There you go, Matt. Gave you gave you an easy layup for the ti- for the uh, episode mm-hmm. title. <laughs> Did you guys see that um, Henry Kissinger endorsed, uh, endorsed Joe Biden's Joey foreign, po- foreign mm-hmm. policy? We love it. Very the, capable the, foreign policy advisor stood by him during the election campaign. Says former Secretary of State Henry Kissinger. Mm-hmm. The butcher of Cambodia says your foreign <laughs> policy is great. <laughs> Like what? What? Why the fuck we still have Henry Kissinger and not Alex Trebek? Uh, Horse shit. God, that's right. We, how old is Henry Kissinger now? Like ninety six. He's ninety seven. Uh, yeah. He's gonna get a card from the Queen. Love him. <sighs> Speaking, uh, uh, you know who else is old as shit and is still in charge of so many goddamn things? Nancy Pelosi is eighty one mm. years. Uh, eighty or I don't know if she's eighty or eighty one, but she's eighty plus years old. Chuck Schumer is in his seven. Wait, no, is Chuck Schumer 80? I don't know. All I know is that Chuck Schumer was uh, reelected to the Senate Minority Leader. Mm. I regret regret to inform you that Chuck Schumer is 69 years old. God damn it. That's nice. But um, I know Nancy Pelosi is is running for the, uh, the House Majority Leader again and shouldn't get it, but probably will. Yep. I do remember seeing like an article about how she didn't have the votes for it the other day, but I think that turned out to be just like hearsay. Oh. Yeah, it was very wishful thinking. I just like I, I don't like to. I, I don't want to sound like I'm ascribing to that belief of like you know old people shouldn't get to vote because they're going to be dead soon anyways because that's a stupid and awful uh-huh. belief. But like they should get to get- vote, they just shouldn't be allowed to rule. They should, there should not be a maximum be, yeah, exactly, age. <laughs> exactly. There is a minimum age for a reason. There should be a maximum age. You should not be allowed to you should not be allowed to be like signing policies into action when you're older than the goddamn crypt keeper. <laughs> right. Like just like they're going to get their like fucking intense pensions anyway. Just let them take their pensions and mm-hmm. leave. Cuz the thing is like Nancy Pelosi as 
the the House Majority Leader and just as like a as a, as someone in the House has enriched herself by millions and millions of dollars through the policy that she writes. Hmm. <laughs> like that's basically how it Love goes. It. That's why these people are here. They're 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 voting for their own pocketbooks by and large above anything else. Yes, yeah, that's why we don't have one. You should you should should not even be able to hold anything when you are working in politics. That's why we don't have universal health care. Healthcare. It's the money. That's yeah, exactly. It. It's, it's not money. because it's unpopular. It's, it's the so money. fucking popular. Well, yeah, it's not the money that it's going to cost us. No. Which is less. It's the money, it's, it, it's it's the money that it's, it's going to cost That them. it's going to lose the insurance lobbyists or whatever the fuck. Exactly. <sighs> anyway, fuck Nancy Pelosi. Um, fuck, no, it, she's Nancy Khaleesi. She did the epic clap. We love her. Um, I'm standing that. right now. Um, I hate it. Yeah, it's fucking <laughs> dumb as shit. I hate it. Bad. Awful. But in, you want to know? You want to talk about some good news? Yeah, sure. Why not? Remember, uh, it wasn't last episode. It would have been like one or two before where we talked about the Mi'kmaq fishery being terrorized by the settlers who are like, "Hey, we don't like you doing your little. We don't like you. We are. We are like it's it, it, like fucking. Uh, what, what was the what was Harry Potter's like butter brother's name in the books? I can't. Dudley, yeah. Dudley fucking, I, I cousin, got 41 but... presents last year, ass motherfucker. Yeah, exactly. We're yeah, no, like... some, some, some good news in this front. Yeah, uh, Matt, do you actually want to take this one? Because I don't know all the details about it. Um, the long and short of it is that Clearwater Fisheries, which is like one of the largest fisheries in the area, uh, which is like all like vertically managed, like the whole, the whole supply chain is basically all managed under Clearwater. Um had like a, a near controlling or like partial ownership stake purchased by a it was a holding company paired with the Mi'kmaq uh, like tri- the tribes in the area so like a lot of the the tribal identities that fall under the Mi'kmaq all joined onto this partnership to basically they now own all of the fishing licenses that Clearwater was Woo! giving out. It's an, it's honestly it's some extremely like end of like a feel good movie type shit, and I'm right. Fully was like, the for only it. thing is that I don't know. It's very like Master's Tools, Master's House is kind of how I'm feeling about it. Largely, as much as it yeah. does seem to be a victory, um, it's like okay, but now that there's these these fishing licenses, how how does it work from here? How does the the still controlling interest of Clearwater go into this? How does, like, I guess, like, this means, like, Clearwater can get out of season lobster if they're working with the Mi'kmaq, who have their, not, it's not a treaty right to it. It's the, the treaty right is what the Canadians have to fish. It is just an in- inherent right that the Mi'kmaq have to, to do their lobster fishing in any season in that area. Um, as like, you know, a treaty is a, a conversation between nations, between the Mi'kmaq nation and the, the, the project known as Canada, uh, which is a way I heard it referred to on a podcast, which I, I might be sticking to because it's, it's quite good. Anyways, yeah, uh, sorry if there was a weird edit there, but we are now joined by former guest of the show, friend, uh, well, uh, repeated, recurring guest of the show now, uh, John. Hey, how you doing? Pretty good, pretty good. I, um, you know, I... I don't want to, you know, it's too much inside blaze ball, but I, I heard my ears, um, I felt my ears burning and I heard non-natives talking <laughs> about native issues. And so I had to hop in. You had to get just, in here. I had, I had to, I had to, because, you know, if it, if I'm not in here to lend my, my, my expertise, then, then it mm-hmm. just, people are going to ask questions and I just want to, I just want to, 
That's I want just true. I want to nip that in the bud. So yeah, yeah. I'm I'm we're, here. We're, 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 we're here to we're here to stop giving all the we're here to stop us from. Do you have tweets. a nickname for this week? <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, do I have a nickname? Uh, if not, feel free to pl- feel free to pluck from the collectivized nicknames. There's some really good ones. So uh, so uh, I'm going to try and not pick one that. Okay, I haven't been listening to the whole recording session, mm-hmm. um, so I'm going to have to go with. Uh, I'm going to use Matt's calling the Chad High Speed Rail versus the Virgin Hyperloop. <laughs> that was my nickname this week, but you can also have it. We there, can both, two, we can both make fun rails. of Elon Musk. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, he's not involved directly with this specific Hyperloop, but um, it is his concept. <laughs> I legit thought Hyperloop was like a trademark concept, but no, it's just like a thing. It's very stupid. Um, anyway, so we were talking about the... Um, the Mi'kmaq partnership with Clearwater Foods. Mm. And I wasn't sure on the hundred percent of the details of it. Yeah, yeah, it's a really, it's a really funny situation because, like, I only know very, like, I like I know people who are on the ground in um in in that uh, in that struggle and people who are involved. Uh, but um, I am also not entirely uh, clear on all the details. I'm pretty sure what it is is it's the the First Nation um uh sort of like coalition group mm-hmm. they're teaming up with a private organization right and then and now they own 50 percent of uh, and now they both together own 100 percent, which means that first nation owns 50 percent, and the private conglomerate own the other 50 percent. so if you um if you know people who are involved in it what's generally i mean what's the the feeling about the it vibe. are they what's like the Woo-hoo! or are they like ah, we didn't i guess I think I guess what you'll find is that like within the within the uh sort of like grassroots community there's a wide spectrum of political leanings mm-hmm. like yeah there cool. are there are people who are like very political like very like involved in like the state politics like there's like hashtag #liberals or NDP or, or you know god help you conservatives but like <laughs> so so with so within the movement itself there's like <clears throat> there's a focus on like we just need to be heard mm-hmm. and whether that's in parliament or in in private business or whatever then like you know it's very like a kind of it's very like a like a capital l liberal kind of way of thinking of things okay so i guess so i guess among the people who are really sort of just like kind of like frustrated at the lack of government um intervention or people who are just like really frustrated about the fact that the Mi'kmaq have not been heard and that they were being attacked routinely, constantly, both like on social media and in person. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess that the, the general feeling uh, for this is that it's a solution that doesn't answer every problem immediately, but it is a step forward in being heard, which yeah. is, right. which is always the, which is always the, uh, the contention. But if you like, but, but I know, but I know anarchists who are stationed out there and they're, you know, the the idea of 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 like doing business with uh with the lobster um uh, fisheries rather than like you know just like you know minecrafting them all mm-hmm. you know yeah. yeah you know maybe you know maybe maybe it's like a it's a very kind of um it's a mixed bag because like when you're disenfranchised that in that way for so long mm-hmm. it can be like it can be kind of frustrating and 
you're kind of just hoping for anyone to be able to lend you a voice and a platform. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, right. I mean, like one part of it that, that was like part of, kind of confusing is, is like, isn't like a lot of the, the settler fishers that were attacking the Mi'kmaq for doing their lobster fishing. Like, weren't they like a lot of them just like Clearwater license holders, like people who had their licenses on loan from Clearwater to and- actually do the fishing. Yeah, yeah, you're you're right. And there was a. I remember seeing on Twitter there were a lot of really good choice tweets and sort of people making jokes about. Yeah, we're gonna need you to come into HR and and have a little conversation about this thing that you did. <laughs> and uh, and you know it's 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 a very it's a very um, it's 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 very uh, invigorating in the moment to sort of see this victory sort of come to pass because like, you know the the thing is is that like I heard Matt talk about. Um, treaties uh, just before I hopped on and when I when I thought about that you know it is a conversation it's supposed to be something that's happening between people who see each other as equals Mm, and the problem is is that like in this fucked up capitalist society you know you're not an equal unless you have stake and also it's like going to be expected that like okay now that now that natives have a place at the table they're going to be expected to there there's going to be like a level of like reasonability and like uh i guess expected of them in this conversation like now now that now that now that now that they now that they have their now that they're now that they're on the court they have to like you know play decent ball and not minecraft people yeah yeah and 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 it's and it's it is also yeah it's very much like um like a union comes into a workplace and they the workers are collectivized but now there's a no strike clause in the contracts yeah so it, it's, so it feels very yeah. like uh sorry I don't want to cut you I just have, I've just been sitting on a stupid joke for like ten minutes that it's like it's like the end of like a '90s movie where it turns out the solution to beating the bullies was uh, capitalism and it's like well the bullies got beaten but like I kind of wanted there to be like a like a more more up more <laughs> a, a less capitalist centric ending though I guess exactly. this, it's not over obviously but yeah. For sure, and there and, and there are already people who are saying like you know this is a this uh, there are already people who are kind of naysaying the whole thing, but from the perspective of uh, Clearwater uh, f- fishers who have Clearwater licenses are going to be mad at Clearwater, and there's going to be even more tension. And so you know how many problems can capitalism really solve? I mm-hmm. I would say none permanently. Yeah. There's no there's no problem that can be permanently solved with yeah capital. none permanently I think is the best way to put it yeah yeah this is like this is this is like on the up this is like in the upper echelon of like dubs that capitalism has given us in my opinion but it is still like a, a capitalism gifted dub right also I'm sorry yeah. John you mentioned uh living in a society is that true <laughs> <laughs> are the people involved you know, in this living in a society. Yeah, you know what? Honestly, um, it's hard to believe, but actually, sometimes, yeah. Because my brain is kind of being freaked by that. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of twisted. Is Chris, is Chris Angel on the call? Because <laughs> you just got mind freaked. I just got mind freaked. <laughs> Society. Anyway, who wants to, Who wants to move to a different topic of Canadian horseshit uh. this week? Oh, I would love to. I would love to talk more about. I, I would love to do more talking about Canadian horseshit. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, because we 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 got a good one. Because guess what, folks? It's Remembrance Day, and and the culture wars are back. So, so fucking excited that we just get to do this. This is, <laughs> this is just the new season. We do it every year. This is a fun seasonal version of the American flag pin thing that America has. It's it's like how it's like how it's like how every season of Psych had a Christmas episode. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> so like. 
last year we actually uh, we actually did discuss this largely on an episode which is titled "Famous Hockey Racist." I got the uh, <laughs> very good. Sorry, title. that still cracks me up. It's 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 one that that just like you know, I I remember which episode it is because it did get to be the title. Yeah. Um, and our our stupid culture war every single goddamn year is about wearing the poppy. The poppy being a uh, a symbol that is ostensibly um, a statement to say never again to the colonial wars um, that people are sent to die for for no fucking reason. Um, what it has turned into is one. Um, the poppy in Canada is literally a trademark of the Royal Canadian Legion. And anything that is made using the poppy has to be with their express permission and they get profits for it. Um, okay. Two, the Royal Canadian Legion's version of history is that wars are generally justified. So very much counter to um, what was expressly supposed to be the original purpose of the poppy, which was to say, again, never again to these colonial conflicts to which the poor go to die while generals get to die in their beds. So never, but never again, so, the ones that we didn't win is that, that's what it, right. Um, so like, you know, they're like the, the Royal Canadian Legion, like famously acts like the Korean war was like a good war that was fought yeah. for good reasons and not just, um, North Korea being shelled so severely that every building taller than uh, one story was blown up. Okay. Uh, and this uh, this also doesn't mention, um, you know, Canadian peacekeeping being largely um, what propped up like bad governments in several countries. A Canadian peacekeeper is the one who gave up Patrice Lumumba <laughs> and uh, caused there to be a dictatorship in the Congo. Good. So anyway, history of Canadians in war. I saw a really good post that was, I felt like it was tailor-made to you, and I'm sure someone's already sent this to you, but I'm going to post it in chat, uh, I'm going to post it in podcast chat anyways, because it's 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 from oh. at Halo on Twitter, and it says, to service Ooh. members of all branches, Ooh. thank you for your bravery and the example you sent for us all, and it's a drawing of Master Chief, but his head is not there, he's holding his helmet in his hand, and uh, he's holding a poppy in his other hand. Happy Ooh. poppy controversy Xbox. Happy controversy Xbox. Anyway, what? hold okay, on. I, so I, what, I, got what to, you... I got to take a quick look at the ins, at the. I'm zooming in on the reflection of his uh, of uh, in his visor, and there's a guy standing in front of Matt. I, I'm not as uh, versed in Halo as you are, but uh, is is this? Oh, hold on. I'm gonna take a screen cap of it and so is that is like that, that doesn't war... look like a warthog, but okay. I think it's supposed to be. <laughs> and also, just like a guy waving at Master Chief <laughs> amidst a field Hi. of poppies. Hello. Hello. In a field of poppies. <laughs> Hello, Mr. Chief. Oh, hi. Hello, oh. Mr. Chief. Hi, over oh, there. No. Oh, no, Mr. Chief, you have no head. Oh. Anyway, that, that's basically just the background of, you know, Canadian militarism. So what sure. the specific controversy was last year um, was that uh, Don Cherry, famous hockey racist, on his <laughs> program was talking about how immigrants are un like ungrateful for living in Canada and they should wear the poppy to honor soldiers um, who, you know, largely refugees coming to Canada. Canada probably had something to do with their countries being in the situation they're in, but nevertheless, yeah. uh, this year, um, this was actually a smaller story that I don't remember if we ever talked about, but came up a couple of months ago where Whole Foods employees in Canada were specifically banned mm -hmm. They're specifically banned from wearing anything that stated a political position in any way. 
Like uh, masks so they were not that say able Black to Lives wear, Matter. They weren't allowed to wear masks that say Black Lives Matter on it, for example. And I think this even uh, extended to Pride stuff for a little bit before there was like, you know, a small backlash that caused that to, to, uh, to be rescinded. Um, what happened is that they put out a, a uniform policy statement saying that this extended to poppies and that wearing a poppy is a political statement um, and should not be put on your uniform. Now, it, I mean, it I'm is. not going to hand it to them, but it very much is a political statement that is never treated like one. Right. Well, it's a political statement that everyone has to make. Right. right. It's, it's like it's it's uh, it's a political statement when it when it goes it's a political statement when it goes against the hegemony and when it goes f- with the hegemony, um, then it's just neutral. It's, Wearing it, a poppy it, it, is neutral because it's the thing everyone does. It's it like, it's like saying you little, support the troops. Like, what are you going to yeah. say? You don't support the troops? Yeah. Yes. Like season, season I will one, say that. <laughs> no, I mean, I also would say that. Yeah. We are all, say- we are all saying fuck the troops. <laughs> so, um, in the immediate aftermath of this measure... Doug Ford put out a motion in the Ontario legislature condemning this formally and put uh, forth legislation to ban people from banning the poppy. A ban Good on bans. Of government time. Um, this is the only legislation that Doug Ford has put through in months that mentions workers in any way. Oh, Because my every God. single relief has been aimed at landlords, rent holders, and companies. Oh, my God! Um, Doug. The, there was a Bad. universal, universal condemnation in the House of Common, Commons from every political party. <laughs> Actually, I don't even I don't know if the if the, uh, if the Quebec Nationalist parties did, because the Quebec Nationalists kind of hate the poppy uh, because they were the ones that were largely against conscription in the first place uh, around the First World War, because it was just, you know, British, the British flexing their empire muscles. Right. Mm hmm. Um, but I, I, either way, the conservative party, the liberal party and the NDP and the greens, everyone put out statements saying, um, that we, we, str- we strictly condemn whole foods. Uh, the NDP, uh, uh, oh ostensibly the left wing racial justice party, um, said nothing about whole foods, um, stopping people from wearing black lives matter apparel as a party. I, I believe several individual M- MPs did, but the party did not. Um, and so whole foods reverses course. And um, it's a good use of tax dollars and government. And then, yeah. So like the usual articles that will come out every November 11th have come out uh, from, you know, people on the media left, uh, people like Nora Loretto. And uh, there was a guest on citations, not on citations need, sorry, on Alberta Advantage, who wrote a book basically about Canada's war history. And he's a a Canadian professor who he he teaches at, um, I think it was Humber College, and he specifically teaches Canadian foreign relations. And people are confused as to why he starts his course in foreign relations talking about Canadian colonialism. Hmm. And you uh, know, that's a like real that, fucking thinker. You know that that's a real thinker How right there be because connected? you know. Well, basically, what happens is people assume that um, colonialism was like you know an internal project of Canada versus Canada, as opposed to it being the British and French then Canadians with the many many nations that populated the land before they got here. Hmm. And so that that is really the root of all foreign relations is the Canadian colonial project is when the three oil companies bought 
the trench coat. Yeah, they, <laughs> they all bought the trench coat. Uh, um, I, I just, I just, just real quick, uh, before you move on, Matt, before we get too far away from Whole Foods, I just want to say uh, Whole Poods, but it's H-O-L-E, like your butthole, where poo comes from. Nice. <laughs> um, and Got yeah, em. so th- basically the long and short is that those articles have come out as they usually do, but this year there's just such a huge backlash towards it. So like large-scale columnists... Uh, people like uh, Jonathan Kay, who works with the National Post, and then just like your your usual um, like right wing media folk, like uh, disgraced radio radio host Dean Blundell, who I, I imagine John might be the only person who knows who he is. And if oh. anything, <laughs> um, that was a good sound to hear. <laughs> Uh, so basically, like, uh, like all the all the right wing media grifters, and even like you know, like the partisan liberal grifters, like Ed the Sock types, are just like completely ripping on the Canadian left about this. And it's it's so. I mean, I, I fucking posted the article, uh, the Nora Loretta article on Facebook, and got an angry DM from my mom this morning. So, <laughs> like, that's that's how far this stuff is entrenched. And um, I think what it comes down to is if you're if your remembrance is jingoistic if your remembrance supports continued military expansion that it's not fucking worth anything Mm. like it's completely fucking worthless if you aren't trying to dismantle the military machine um generally making things worse but of course what they don't believe is that the canadian military makes things worse which it almost unequivocally does yeah militaries militaries have historically made everything in the world better this is a known this is a known quantity Oh, I'm sorry. I just got very. I mean, distra- like you say that sarcastically, but genuinely, like seventy percent of people believe this. Sorry, I I I stopped talking mid sentence there because smile just jumped up on my laundry ba- on my pile of laundry in my laundry basket, and I got really excited about it. Sorry, she's just been she's just been kind of like walking. She's been, ugh, she's just been sauntering around my room this entire recording. I've just been the absolute legend. Aww. We love her. <laughs> anyway, so that's 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 the Canadian culture war update. Um, uh, small culture. Small, speaking of, uh, I, I thought there was. I, I think I was uh, crossing my wires a little bit because I was thinking of. I thought the BBC had said something about this, but I think it. Uh, I, I no, think they I, probably they probably did too because um, the, there's always poppy debates in England as well. Yes, right. But the thing that I was thinking of uh, with the BBC was that they banned their uh, they they uh, they banned their staff from attending Pride. <laughs> Oh fucking hell! Yeah, yeah. They're 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 the the well, strict, the- like the the strict like um like centrism that the BBC loves to stick to is basically like I mean like the, the BBC have an explicit policy that if they're going to have any trans person on to talk about trans issues that they have to have a turf on. Like that's an actual that, policy that is, they hold. Is is that a re- is that one of the reasons why turfism is so entrenched in the UK? I mean, it's entrenched because it's entrenched. Like they they just it's, like they, they consider it a they continue to the wield debate. their power. And I believe the BBC story about the pride uh, thing is even more fucked because it's actually that people are uh, they're not allowed to attend any kind of political rally or event. Yeah, so Black Lives Matter is also out. Right. Uh, they are uh, uh, here. I, I have a quote here from the from uh, an advocate article. The new guidance, reportedly issued by BBC's Director General Tim Davey, says that such attending events that says that such attending these events would be quote virtue signaling end quote, and staff should avoid them no matter how apparently worthy the cause or how much their message appears to be accepted or uncontroversial. Right. Yeah, you really love just using like. I mean, very much like a, a term that in its original 
usage, much like incel, was like a political critique that was adopted by the right and used for a completely different purpose. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so, the, <laughs> like virtue signaling, you can't just you just can't you use can't the term virtue, virtue signaling virtue anymore. Signal. Yeah, the the thing is though, pride was um, was I believe not included in that. So pride was an it was an apolitical thing according to the bbc and their staff could attend it unless less unless the trans issue came up and then Which, it, it, it would inherently do because LGBT it's fucking pride and yeah pride, you could attend lgbt events but not lgbt events right Ugh. yeah I, I so yeah because what was the first pride the first pride was uh, an ice cream social I yeah, that everyone yeah, was invited yeah. to. Um, go, uh, I, I, yeah, I keep. Uh, yeah, Sylvia Rivera dropped an ice cream sandwich onto a cop's car and get, said, "Here, buddy, have a treat. Yeah, have a little, have a little ice cream. Yeah, yeah." And he said, "Yum, yum, 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 yum. I like it." That's how it went. Yeah. Oh, so it's great. It's great. We like the way that is happening. Yep. We love we love when like the we love when the news monolith in the UK says trans trans we they, we love it when they say we have to answer the transgender question. Yeah, that's great. Is when a group of people is an issue. We lo- we we historically love it. It's usually we do turns historically out love it. well. Okay, I have a nickname. Okay, All right, I've, been, I've, been, I've, been, I've been thinking this whole time about it. I think I'm a cultural whoremonger. Hell yes. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> just throwing it back for culture. <laughs> uh, I believe the guest that I believe the guest that um, Matt was referring to is uh, Tyler Shipley. Yeah. Tyler, uh, he uh, he wrote a book called Canada in the World: Settler Capitalism and the Colonial Imagination. Uh, yeah. It's a fantastic book, and there's a Twitter account for Canada in the World, and there was a whole thread on uh, the poppy and in Flanders Field specifically. Yeah, um, that's a very good thread. John McRae apparently uh, was really in favor of uh, uh, conscription because he was hoping it would stab a French Canadian. Yeah. And, and, uh, and huh? yeah, you know, and, and not uh, to hand it to the French, but what? <laughs> no, no, if it's, bet- if it's between John McRae and the French, I will go with the French. But the, the Canadian army was, was so closely associated with Britain uh, up until basically the end of World War II. Um, World War II uh, and during World War II, when um, British uh, army detachments were being planned, like, they, like Canadian forces were marked with a Union Jack because we didn't have our own flag oh. until much later. Like the 60s, so, right? Yeah, basically, yeah. And, but... Um, yeah, the uh, the fucking Great War sucked. World War Two sucked, and it was not fought for the right reasons. It was fought for the wrong reasons. Yeah, well, yeah. Basically, what he gets into in um, in both the Twitter thread and the guest spot on the Alberta Advantage is that like Canada didn't really join World War Two to fight fascism because they were largely in favor of fascism in their foreign policy both before ooh. and after the war. And I ooh, they just happened. They happened to be against Nazis specifically. In World War II, not before it, where they more or less supported them, William Lyon Mackenzie King was noted as a great admirer of Hitler. Oh, awkward. Yeah. Um, so now, now, John, that you have abandoned your uh, your original nickname, which I had already claimed, um, want to talk about the Hyperloop guys? Because I, I feel like it'd be less of a bummer than this. <laughs> I call it the Hyperpoop. You do call it the Hyperpoop, and I would agree that that is a perfectly good thing to call it. 
Is is that when you drink a lot of Mountain Dew before you poop, so you're like really jazzed up? No, it's just it's just it, it's just when you it's just when you hold off of a dump for like five days, and it's just like it, you just let out a giga turd. And it's a it's I really a, hate this. I hate where this is going. It's a hyper poop, no, yeah, but not, it's not, also not, a hyper loop because yo, it's so long. Sm- sorry, sorry to interrupt, but Smile just climbed from my laundry basket on top of my big box of Full Metal Alchemist manga. <laughs> Hell, nuts. <laughs> Not to be the damn joker or anything, but sometimes Val and Sarah are like living proof that freedom of speech is probably a bad idea. <laughs> See, that's why. In, that's why in Canada we don't have it. Uh, one second, we technically I, I, do not have it. I'm taking um, my headphones off because I have to get a picture of smile like this. I'm sorry, I'll be right back. Um, John, seeing as uh, a couple days ago or so, Sarah and I were reminiscing over the fact that uh, the first time, uh, the second time, I went on. Uh, fear baiting uh, I made a joke about jacking off using the hole in a stigmata I really don't know what you mean <laughs> I mean if you're, if you're disrespecting All Christian right. iconography I respect you <laughs> no, see, this, this, this is the problem because you are the first guest um, uh, after uh, Blair took uh, his first leave um, you're the first guest uh, with Sarah and you I, I believe you are anyway but yeah i think you yeah word cry i thought about uh, <laughs> i'm gonna be on fear baiting soon nice and one yeah. thing I'm gonna do, i was thinking about bringing a list of things that i personally wanted to complain about <laughs> uh in my in my listen of every episode of fear baiting and all the things that i think are crimes that should have been addressed <laughs> are you saying that I am a perpetrator of word crimes. I'm saying I'm saying that probably Sarah's like like the like the top suspect, yeah. like 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 the like like oh for sure like defendant number one, and then everyone else is just an enabler. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I, I've never I, said I, anything I wrong be, in my I will life. never be convicted of thought crime because I have no thoughts. They just go straight from my. They just go straight from my. They just go straight from the the thought forming process of my brain directly out my mouth. There's no filter. <laughs> I mean, you going on City I, I Girls. I thought you were going to say you can't be convicted of thought crime. You'd just be convicted of being a thought. Yeah, that's mm. that's me. Criminally um, thoughty. Um, let's talk about the Hyperloop. So big Hyperloop news. Um, this was about three days ago. Uh, two employees of Virgin Hyperloop, which like, come on, the joke writes itself, uh, rode in one of the company's pods today traveling 100 miles per hour a f- down a 500 meter tube in what the first test of the... The few, the first human test of the, and I'm putting this in heavy quotes, hyperfast system. What could go wrong? Okay, first of all, what could go wrong when you need perfect vacuum seal on the entire length of your tube? Second of all, 100 miles per hour, I can practically go that on my bike. Uh-huh. Third okay. of all, Japan <laughs> had that five- shit dialed in 63. Yeah, Japan has trains that were going that fast in 63 and are testing ones that go three times as fast as that um, in the present day. Second of all, this is holding two people. Two. Two people. (laughs) Like, at that point, you might as well be driving a fucking car. Mm -hmm. Fake Hyperloop when? I just, like, I... Every fucking day, Silicon Valley is reinventing the bus and the train, but worse. (laughs) And here it is again. And the reason why it's the Chad Hyperloop, the, the Chad Hyperloop, the Virgin Hyperloop versus the tra- the Chad Heavy Rail is that Heavy Rail carries more people and is more efficient and is less destructive to build. And also Heavy Rail sounds like a doom weapon. Yeah, it's Fuck sick. Yeah. Heavy Rail sounds like a tag on a website 
opens when you're looking for other websites. <laughs> heavy, heavy, yeah. heavy rail. I can hear if I close my eyes and enter my mind palace. I can hear the metal slug guy saying "heavy rail" in perfect, in, in perfect, uh, like sixteen bit sound. The thing about heavy rail is that Sean, Sean, <laughs> heavy rain jokes. Um, anyway, um, that's really all I had for the hyperloop this week. Uh, it's got- stupid. You should make fun of it. And um, if your city is attempting a measure to study a feasibility of the Hyperloop, uh, go and egg that council meeting. Mm -hmm. I've got one more thing. Direct action gets the goods, and that direct action is filling your city councilors with eggs. (laughs) Uh, I have a thing, which is the amount of pearl clutching that is happening over over people saying, hey, maybe don't fucking hire Trump Trump administration people who were appointed there. Oh, AOC's enemies list. AOC's enemies list, where she is doing, the, where she is brutally canceling every single person who ever worked for Donald Trump, because God forbid we want people who helped to enable a fascist to run our country. But you know what? Uh, we did still, we did just like kind of pluck a bunch of a bunch of Nazis from, uh, from, uh, you know, from the Nazi party after uh, after that was all uh, after World War Two was over. Don't forget Italian fascists; they plucked pl- plenty of them too. Oh yes, of course. How could I possibly forget? Uh, but AOC is now just saying the extremely small thing of, "Hey, don't fucking hire Trump people. It's a bad idea." And, they suck uh, at their jobs, all of them, and, and probably don't hire Bush people either. Yeah, yeah. and liber- and libs like Jake Tapper are just absolutely losing their goddamn mind. Like, uh, uh um. There, there's a, a, a maybe if progressives won you the election, don't hire Republicans. Uh, uh, Hari Sevigan, uh, I apologize, I haven't butchered that name, but uh, they posted a couple of days ago uh, a Trump accountability website, TrumpAccountability.net, which is just I'm a, which is just like, hey, here's the people who helped further the Trump agenda. And Jake Tapper quote tweeted yesterday and said, an organized attempt by former Dem officials to blackball from employment anyone who worked for the U.S. government during the Trump administration seems like the exact opposite of the calls for unity and healing we've heard from President-elect Biden. Like, dude, like, dude, okay, I, if you were, like, I, I would not say it was admirable, but I would, like, understand if, like, an actual politician, like, said a line like that, was like, we're trying to be, I th- I would think it would fucking suck, but I would understand, I would at least understand, like, the political motivations that would lead them to be like, we need to be as healing and looking forward and not backwards as physically possible so that we can move forward and always twirling, twirling towards freedom. Yeah, yeah. But Jake Tapper, Mr. Reporter Man, is just like, I can't believe someone would try to cancel the fascists. Well, like, we're not wrong for, like, people were like, um, you you can't start talking about all the conservatives Biden's going to appoint to his cabinet. Let us have our days of jubilation. It's like, then how the fuck are we supposed to, like, push them left? Isn't that the whole thing we're supposed to be doing is once Biden's in office, we're supposed to be pushing him left? So I, I believe, like, right away, trying to make sure that he doesn't fucking work with Dick Cheney and Mitt Romney. Yeah. Like, one of whom literally ran against Joe Biden in an election before. We love it. It really makes you think, huh? Yeah. I mean, fuck. So, um, either way, um, just kind of, I I feel like AOC's decision to say, fuck off and just keep doing it is very admirable. Yeah. Yeah. She's like saying- She won her house race. That's her mandate. Yeah. She's saying, don't, she's saying, don't fucking bring Rahm Emanuel around. He like, he's overseeing the cover up of a murder of a black teenager and, uh, people are just like- (gasps) What they need to do to Rahm Emanuel is just like, like, um, just put him on a street in Chicago and then we'll see what happens in Minecraft. That, that one image of the woman, of, of the person, like, uh, blowing some kind of instrument in his face, I think, 
A uh, very, very loud horn from what I could gather. Yes, uh, that, but instead she's just swinging at him with it. Yeah, no, just going fucking <laughs> ape shit. In Minecraft. Yeah, Look, die mad about Minecraft. Either way, fucking snake fabric and die mad about it. Yeah, it's, yeah. I, I just, what if, what if Rahm Emanuel was surrounded by TNT in Minecraft? <laughs> Okay. That's the thing you can do in Minecraft, I heard. It is. That's the thing yeah. you can do in Minecraft. I've not, played, I've not played much Minecraft, but I'm told this. Um, I'm out of things to talk about. John, did you have anything? I, I know you were not like, I know we did not like contact you in advance of this to be like, be on the podcast, but do you have anything you'd like to talk about before we scoot on over to Lightbringers? No, no. I'm I'm just glad to have uh, been able to sit in on a recording for once. Yeah. Well, no, uh, yeah. well <laughs> next time, next time we uh, do, next time we try and do the, next time we do an episode, we'll try and uh, reach out in advance. You, so we're not just, li- so you don't just tune in to listen. And then we say, Hey, come on the pod. Do you want to do some work? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like when you're sitting in your room and then somebody opens your door and is like, company's here. Just so you know. Yeah. And you're like, <laughs> Oh fuck. Okay. Oh shit. And then um, you stay in your room. Uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm also good to good move towards Lightbringers. I think I had another story that I could have brought, but like, I just don't want to get mad at this point. I want to, I want to feel joy again. So yeah, we're, yeah. I, we're I'd be glad up, to move the on, episode towards that point. We're coming up on like an hour ten on the record on the uh, on the recording side of things. So yeah, let's move into yeah. Lightbringers. Um, my Lightbringer this week is going to be the manga and anime that honestly kind of got me through the last couple of weeks. Uh, I was able to just sink my entire focus into it and not pay and pay as little attention to the election as possible. Which was the manga slash anime of Jujutsu Kaisen. There were I watched the first three episodes, and then I was like, "Well, I don't want to wait for the fourth. And then I read the entire fucking manga, and I also started a <laughs> podcast about it. It is, oh. it's like it's I I uh, it's got some notes of Mob Psycho 100. I've been told it's got notes of the Magnus Archives. The protagonist is is a, a is a dipshitted fifteen year old who eats a finger of an ancient cursed guy and becomes kind of a greedling type guy from Full Metal Alchemist with him, and then. Uh, there's, there's a lot of good things about it. I like it a lot. And, uh, you should listen to my podcast, Special Grade Snacks, about it. We've got two episodes out and the third one coming soon. Podcasting. 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 My what? Lightbringer this week is that I quit my job. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, many who have listened to this podcast um, will know that I have worked for a, a certain Canadian fitness company for literally six goddamn years now. Um, and, um, I had an actually useful manager. I can, I can say good things about the people who are managers at the club level because, you know, at this point in, um, large corporations, managers are basically just workers who are defying their own class interests. Mm -hmm. Um, but nonetheless, uh, manager noticed that I did not want to be there and I decided, you know what? I don't. And so uh, rather than deal with the constant security theater that is constantly cleaning equipment and touch points and screens while people yell at me because they don't want to wear a mask, I can instead chill at home with my cats wearing my sweatpants um, that say bottom text over the ass and playing Pokemon. Yeah. And doing things like watching two Austin Powers movies at once like I did on Election Day. I just watched two of them at the same time. (laughs) What? Just put both of them on. Two How different. That... Pe- Don't worry about it. Two different people were streaming Austin Powers movies. I put both of the images on my TV screen and just let the audio of both of them play. Amazing. Were there any great synchronicities? There were actually a couple, but I don't remember any of them. There were several points where I was just like, you know, doing Leonardo DiCaprio pointing at screen when there was uh, a Dr. Evil on both of them. 
Mm. It was very, it was, it was really quite good. Um, but yeah, no, um, I highly recommend if you are in the financial position to do so to quit your job. But I know pretty much no one is. I am in a, a, a very lucky position um, for having worked for the government for like a year and a half, making good money that I could actually save. Um, I don't know how long I'll, I'll just you know stick in the the fun employment grind. Um, but it'll at least be the next month because there's no fucking way I'm looking yet. <laughs> cool, cool. Uh, Val, you want to go next? I do. Thank you. <clears throat> My Lightbringer is some uh, IRL cute shit, which is that um, a couple months ago, Alec got um, from Facebook Marketplace a collection of 30 Agatha Christie books. And um, we, I, I've over the past like week or so, um, I was reading one of them to him before bedtime. And he would fall asleep and then I would put the book away. And it was really cute. And now it's his turn to read um, the second Agatha Christie book to me. So it's really cute and it's fun. And that's my lightbringer. Hell yeah. Nice. Which book you're reading now? Or which book is he reading to you? So we, I read Murder on the Orient Express because I've heard so many references about it and I don't know what the ending was. So I was like, I have to know what these references are. Um, and now he is reading Peril at End House. Nice. Because mm-hmm. the title kind of sounds like a horror movie. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, my Lightbringer, uh, I have two. Uh, one is uh, personal and one is uh, a recommendation for everyone out there. All right. Uh, so the personal is meditation. I started meditating uh, at the end of October, I want to say. Um, maybe maybe a little bit earlier than that. But uh, I've spent literally five minutes a day just doing nothing but being awake and thinking about nothing and it's actually really great you know it's 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 probably the the best thing i've done for my mental health lately uh it's just like you know just take a take a minute you know you don't have to do you don't have to scroll through twitter you don't you just don't have to and even when uh the the election was happening i i really you know like like i just couldn't i just couldn't look at the screen i, I screen for a couple of days so i literally just didn't i just you know decided to meditate and decided to just think about nothing and just sort of have the world melt away vibing yeah yeah it's uh yeah it's great uh, and the second thing I want to recommend is a YouTube channel uh, called Tom Scott Go. It's uh, run by this British man named Tom Scott. He Tom Scott rules. He's the oldest uh, uh, sub th- uh, uh, like thirty something year old you'll ever see in your life, but he's <laughs> a fantastic uh, 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 sort of documentary maker. Almost he makes done. very short videos, and they're all about like these like weird places or things you don't know yeah. and. Uh, he talks about computing. He talks about language. Um, and and as a white cis male, he's the most palatable YouTuber you'll ever find out there. Yeah, he's <laughs> his great. Stuff, his stuff really is amazing. He's great. He's funny, and he's and you know he's yeah he's just great. And I and I and you know he's just a really cool, awesome presence. And if you want something cool to watch on YouTube, he's got hundreds of videos up and they're all pretty great uh nice. my recommendation to start is uh is is called um is a video called my unlicensed hovercraft bar is technically legal <laughs> <laughs> pretty good <laughs> i don't think i've seen that one so i definitely have to watch that after recording or after dinner i guess i'm making sausages tonight it's gonna be fucking sick 
Woo! Yum. All right, I have to speed. I have to speed run uh, the this closing segment because uh, my fam because uh, my parents said, "Yeah, we're not doing dinner until seven. Now my parents are banging on my door saying, "Hey, dinner's ready. It's six thirty. Come on, go, go, go." John, you go ahead and go first. Where, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at uh, f- uh, underscore uh, Flourishcaster. Um, I don't really tweet that often, but uh, it's a bad when website. I d- yeah, yeah, it's a bad website. Don't go, don't go on Twitter. Don't go on Facebook. But uh, if you must, uh, at at some at any point, you know, see what I'm up to, you can find me there. Uh, and uh, yeah, um, yeah, that's about it. Cool. Uh, I can be found on Twitter at sunhazenya. S u n h a t z h e n y a. Uh, thank you to Matt Gamecube for Noise Space which hosts this and so many other great podcasts, such as Fear Baiting, which just wrapped uh, Schlocktober a couple of weeks ago. Uh, John's going to be our first episode back after our break, uh, which Ooh. is coming on the, I believe like the 22nd is the day, uh, where that episode will be coming out. Uh, John, I'll shoot you a DM sometime soon to just, you know, schedule, uh, the Wonder Yerks, which is an Animorphs podcast that I do. And, uh, my brand new podcast, Special Grade Snacks about manga, anime, Jujutsu Kaisen, which I'm, uh, we're, we're friend of the show, Kay and I, uh, who, Kay, who has never read the, read the manga and me, who has read all of it get together and talk about the episodes of the show Jujutsu Kaisen, which is currently airing. It's a good show. It's a good podcast. And uh, that's it for me. Nice. I'm Val Flight Cub. You can find me on Twitter at Flight Cub B. The second B stands for Henry Kissinger will die. In Minecraft? Uh, no, in real life, he will. Oh, yeah. Well, I guess that that's not really a threat. It's just a fact. It's just yeah. a fact. Um, or you can find me on my Noise Space podcast that I do with um, my reading partner, Alec, uh, LMNOP, about elementary, which is a good show. Yeah. I'm Matt. I'm the webmaster admin and feed goblin that... Um, that manages the the noise space network feed as in like rss feed feed yes. goblins just like a bad phrase I, I feel like i just summoned something by saying that it's good it's good um the only other podcast that i have that's really active right now is tuning fork uh, which is the podcast i do with my friend david where we talk about uh pitchfork and the music and media hype machine we just recently had an episode on bright eyes fevers and mirrors uh, with guest Charlie, who also does a podcast about Twilight on the Noise Space Network called Live Free Twi Hard. Yes. We are going to be adding some new shows to the network soon, some existing ones, uh, some brand new ones. So definitely keep your eyes on the Twitter at Noise Space XYZ. Uh, you can also follow me on Twitter at MattGCN. You can follow the show on Twitter at HKIPGTD, uh, which is also where you'll find our, our Tumblr and where you'll find our Facebook and where you're going to find us on Reddit. Thank you for Bisexual Punch Party setting that up for us. Um, it is where our Patreon link goes, although it will bring you to an inactive page because we are not currently a podcast with an active Patreon. Mm-hmm. Uh, because we are releasing episodes far too infrequently with far too little bonus content to feel like that was worth the money of the people that had been paying us for it previously, mm-hmm. as much as they said that they were glad to support us anyway. <laughs> yes, we love you. We love you all so much. Anyways, uh, that's been Henry Kissinger. Is Pokemon going to die? Uh, Memento Pokemori. Memento Pokemori. Memento Pokemori. Memento Pokemori. Memento Pokemori.